some of my friends who are women were saying like, you should be grateful. You have a husband that supports you. And I did not understand that mentality. I kept on saying, I want to be able to work for myself. I want my husband to have his career. And I also want to have my career. Why is that so difficult for other people to understand? Uh, and I think at some level, it made me resent him, as a matter of fact, because he kind of became a person who's standing between me and my career. Welcome to episode 11 of Are We Our Work? I'm Tiffany Ibrahim. Are We Our Work is a platform for peer exchange that gathers and shares people's career experiences across different professional networks in South Africa. In this episode, Nancy Molondwayo explains how her marriage came to an end and why that marked the beginning of her career. Nancy is a program associate at the Ford Foundation. How is your life different or similar to what your mother's life was at your age? I think my life to my mom, it's very different um, because, first of all, I don't have children. I also live from a different time than my mom. Mm. That allows me to speak out more. Mm. That allows me to, be, to have choices. That allows me to be flexible. That allows me to make mistakes. Um, and not be judged on those mistakes. So I think, yeah, she had a little bit tougher. But maybe something that at some point did overlap between your mom and you was that you were married Mm -hmm. um, when you were younger. Yeah. Are you okay to talk about that? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) So what was it like to get married when you did? And can you maybe give some background to that time of your life? I met him... In Pretoria, we're both Baha'is. And How old were you? I was 24. So I was doing a lot of personal growth, studying, and then I became a wife. And I think when you're in love and you're naive and you're young, and I was also a late boomer, <laughs> I don't think we could have anticipated the noise from Mother Nature. So no. <laughs> Let's keep going. So I think that contributed it contributed to maybe a difficult marriage Mm. (laughs) I was working I was studying I was a wife that's a lot of things at once and I was also young and finding myself and I wanted to live and be out there in addition to that my husband and I moved away from my family from Pretoria and we moved to Cape Town So we had to depend on one another. And then he had to move to Rwanda to pursue his career. And I was, of course, supportive of that. So I think that also meant that we spent a lot of our time apart. And I don't think that is an ideal for a very young marriage to thrive. Also, during that time, I focused a lot on my studying my own personal growth. While I was busy doing all of those things, my husband became an add-on in my life. And I think that also is one of the main reasons that led to us um, divorcing. 
because we grew apart. We were both in the state, tender stages in our years where we wanted to develop our careers. We both very determined, hardworking people, and I think we are career-driven people. Whose career um, was thriving? His career took precedence. I, my career couldn't thrive at that stage because I was studying. Why mm. and how did his career take precedence? Because he was the one working and I was the one studying. He was the one who got offered a consultancy position that he couldn't turn down that was very important for his career to grow that I couldn't say no to. And not because, because I understood, as a matter of fact, I understood that he needed to do that so he can grow. Um, and what did it feel like to, to let somebody else's career determine the direction and the place of your life? Because you moved to Rwanda for that, right? So at some point, I moved to Rwanda uh, for two years on and off. I would travel back and forth from South Africa, between South Africa and Rwanda, because I had my studies still. And I finished my studies. I had to find a job. It became very evident to me that I cannot do that in Rwanda because of the language and because I couldn't really find the right fit. So I knew that I had to leave and his career was thriving. So I think that also created a dilemma. It's like, oh, what, what does this mean? That's when I recognized that now your career is taking precedence over mine. But in the beginning, it wasn't that. It was only until when I myself had to find a job and I wanted to thrive that I felt a little bit constrained and that I had to do that where he was, even though it was a little bit difficult for me. How did you feel? How did it make you feel? Uh, I think... Because how old were you at the time? I was 26, 20, I was 25, 6, 7. I was 27 at that time. First of all, I think I've always been outspoken about the fact that I want to work. Having worked my way and paid my way through education, for me, was very empowering. It was very central to who I am. So I was never a person that needed taken care of. So even when I was studying, when he was working, I was constantly anxious that I wasn't contributing financially to our marriage. I was constantly dependent on him. I was away from my family. And then I... I, I was constantly feeling that I am not enough within the marriage, that he had power over me because he had the job. He was calling all the shots. He was deciding where we're living. But I was fine with it because I was studying until I wasn't. Within our circle of friends, it was also interesting because it was young academics. And I felt inadequate being around people who are working, who are succeeding in their careers. And I was still studying, and we we're all the same age. And so when people will be like, oh, so what are you working? What are you doing? What is your consultancy? And I'm like, oh, I'm a student. People were, like, shocked. Like, oh, you are a student? You know, uh, in a very dismissive way. Throughout our marriage, especially when he was living in Rwanda and when I was there and visiting him, I would feel inadequate. I had a very low self-esteem. I didn't feel like I could engage with his elite academic friends. And I think that also then made it okay for me 
to want to be in Cape Town in spaces that I was comfortable with, with people that understand me. Away from him. Not necessarily away from him, away from the environment. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't him that made me feel inadequate. It was the environment. But I don't think he was protective enough of me in that environment. Did he understand your position? Did he understand the inequality that was growing in the relationship based on education and work? To be honest, before, I would say he did. Uh, but in retrospect, I don't think so. I don't think he did because I think if he did, he would have made different choices. But I also hate to speak on his, on his behalf. I felt that he didn't and I became the enemy. You know, when you become the person who does not want to go out with your friends because I don't like them because they are snobs and they're elites and I don't feel comfortable around them. I became that person. So I think if he understood, we would have had a different conversation and maybe different ways. Why do you his, think he didn't understand? His career took precedence. He's a very driven person and I appreciate that. But I wasn't, I don't think I was uh, number one in his world at that time. And when I went back to Cape Town and I continued studying, I made my career number one. And I think these two things became, we became competitors. I can be very competitive. So I wanted to prove that I too can have a successful career. I do not need you to support me financially. I do not want you to think that by you supporting me financially now during this period in my life gives you any power over me. What did he say at the time? I think we never had the conversation in this sense. I was very, I think I've sunk into depression in my life for the first time and I didn't even recognize it as depression at that time because, I mean... When you're in a marriage, you're supposed to live with your husband. I think my parents were not happy that we were not living together. His parents were not happy that we were not living together. I was miserable when I was visiting him. And then I became resentful towards his career uh, developing. For some reason, I think even though I was depressed, maybe the way that I dealt with that depression was to go out and make friends and try to be happy outside of that. So he became resentful of that because now he was working very hard and I was, I outwardly seemed like I was having the time of my life. But in actual fact, I was suffering inside in silence. Uh, and I think I withdrew a little bit from our, from our relationship as well. Uh, we became like living partners, not necessarily two people who are married. Um, and I think that is why eventually this led to a conversation of like, this is not working out and we need to divorce. And he initiated the divorce. Um, and I could see exactly that because we were starting to drift into two separate worlds. We were both resentful of each other for, for different reasons. Why couldn't you guys have the conversation about your career aspirations. Why was there so much silence and unspoken word around mm. it? He's, he's very introverted in a sense that he deliberates on things by himself and comes to conclusions. So mentally, 
I was preparing to have that conversation with him when he comes home. About your career? About us uh-huh. in overall. Uh-huh. about. And I think when he was coming home, it wasn't even going to be a conversation about my career because I was very confident that I could find a job in my own country better than I, I was able to in Rwanda. Um, so it was more conversation like, yeah, that was a tough three years of living apart. And finally, here we are. And I felt like we could start over again. Those were my feelings. Well, I was thinking he's coming back and we're going to have this conversation and we're finally going to live like a married couple. He was in his head going through like, this is not working out. It has become very difficult. We live in two different countries. My career is still continuing to thrive here. I don't see that happening in South Africa. But he wasn't talking to me. He was internalizing this on his own, thinking to himself, I was internalizing, oh, we're finally going to be together in my own space, thinking that when he comes back, we will have this conversation. And I think that was one sign of distance in a relationship. Do you mean physical distance? Physical distance, emotional distance, um, all the other distances you can think about because we were having conversations in our heads without each other and he made his decision and he he wasn't he didn't come to me to consult about a decision he came to tell me about his decision I I had to accept his decision I had to go back and say if this is what you want then I wish you all the best It's not necessarily what I want, but I don't think I had it in me to fight. Uh, And I think I often wonder about my decision. Um, If I should have fought more, if I should have done something, if did I give up easily? But I think also those are the normal questions that you actually go through as a human being. So I I, I accepted Mm -hmm. his decision and we got divorced eventually. There was something deep down in me that I knew that this is not going to define who I am. I didn't go through working hard, taking myself through to university for me to lie here. This is not it for me. And then I think sometimes when you're going through things, you're feeling a certain way that is very uncomfortable to you and you don't know why or where that feeling is coming from. And I think that was my womanhood, that was my feminism, that was my fighting spirit saying that this cannot be your life, this is not your life. Um, I think I had sunk into the lowest in my life and it did not seem like that to other people. So I think that was really tough, but I was really, I was depressed. I think that's the best way I can put it. And I could feel in my soul (laughs) that I wasn't the best person that I could be. And that meant not only for myself, but for him and in my marriage. It's not a bad thing to leave. It's okay to leave. And it's also okay for the other person to want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're afraid, you know. I think afraid of letting go of what Mm. once was something that felt very alive and very mutual. Yeah. Afraid that we're never going to find anything... close to that again but I think that is where from the experience from my experience 
four years later, my life is not over. I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm thriving in my career. I'm doing my master's degree. It's very difficult, but I'm at the prime of my life. And so I think we also need to take these lessons to show that it is okay. You're not going to, you can be a better person mm-hmm. um, if you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be, it's bad for you to stay if you can't grow. Mm-hmm. Um, the ideal is for people to have the freedom to choose. And people, we do make mistakes and we should not stay in marriages that we unable to be our full selves. Mm. I mean, I think that's the thing that struck me is it wasn't even about him. No. It was about not recognizing you. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, it's not an easy thing. Mm. And you're right. Um, Sometimes we like familiar things, even though they're not good for us. So I'm actually, I should be grateful to him (laughs) for asking me for a divorce, (laughs) if anything else, because I once, um, if I'm honest with myself, I was miserable because I wasn't the person that I, I, like you said, you put it very eloquently, um, that I knew I could be, and it had nothing to do with him. I just happened to be married to him. So, yeah, I should be grateful to him for that. Even someone like you, who was so staunchly aware of what you wanted um, and how a career and an education was something that you viewed as part of your own identity, even you fell into that, you know, which is quite a common role for many women. Mm to just fall into a marriage and mm-hmm. let the marriage define you yeah. while you watch and feed and support your husband through his career. Yeah. Um, in retrospect, I don't know, what are your thoughts around that? I think there are no regrets. I loved him and married him for a reason. I married him because I did not think that I had to give up my own self to be in that marriage. I married him because... I felt that he would support me in my career. I did not see him marrying a woman who's not career-driven, who's not determined. But it's also funny how then things turned out that I actually ended up having to follow him. And you are right. Why is it that it's always women who have to follow the husband or the boyfriend? Why is it always women who have to sacrifice themselves or their careers for a home or for a marriage to work. When I think of a partner that I would like to spend the rest of my life with because I'm still very hopeful and would like to get married all over again, (laughs) how would it be different? And I think I'm definitely wiser now. Um, I know what my strengths are. I know how to channel my emotions much better than I was at 24. I know what makes me angry. I know what makes me happy. And I think it's a good place to be and to get into a relationship knowing yourself full well. Mm. I think that is also one of the things that when I got into this relationship, it wasn't because there was lack of love, but it was because I also didn't know myself very well 
and I still had a long journey to go through um, before I could be in a loving relationship with someone. Do you feel that you had to go through a divorce in order to get your career on track? It's unfortunate that I had to go through a divorce. I don't like failure and I see this as a failure, but at the same time, I don't regret. So in my perfect Nancy world, I wouldn't have had, had to sacrifice my marriage or go through a divorce for me to have my career. Because I think as society, as a woman, we really need to grapple with the fact that women have careers and they're ambitious and they also want to be married. Men can do both. There isn't anything that men can do that women can't. The reason why women can't do certain things is because of the oppression from men. And it's not all women also who want to have careers. Some women are really happy to be mothers and to raise their kids and not have to work. And we need to respect different decisions that work for different women. So for me, it's not an either or. It's not that if I'm single, I will thrive better than a woman who's married. I know I have friends who are married, who have children and who have careers. It means that they are in healthy relationships with their husbands. Um, and we really need to grapple with how that looks like and what that means for society and for the development of society, actually. Are you proud of 36-year-old Nancy? I, it's a marvel. I think I love it. I think growing up has brought so much reflection in my life. I am much more calmer than I was when I was younger. I understand things more. I am more tolerant of other people. And I'm becoming less naive <laughs> because I think now I question things. Not that before I didn't, but I interrogate them, you know. Right now, I wouldn't just say yes to the first man that asked me to marry them. <laughs> so I think that that comes with, the, with 36 36 means that I'm very comfortable living in my apartment by myself. 36 means that even though I know I still have a lot more to grow in my career, um, it is okay, I will get there and I don't need to have the answer now as to what is the next step or what needs to happen. Are We Our Work forms part of a long-term research project that documents career experiences and labour market practices in South Africa. If you would like to participate in the research going forward, visit areweourwork.com to find out how you can share your work-related experiences. This episode was created and produced by me, Tiffany Ibrahim. Sound and editing by Dean Salant. Recording support by Yogan Sullivan. The music is by Vuma Levin and can be found on his album called In Motion. The episode cover was designed and illustrated by Lauren Mulligan. To stay up to date on the podcast and future episodes, 
Follow Are We Our Work on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening.